Hello and welcome back to Discovering the Bible Podcast. I'm Sarah Thomas and with me as always is our beautiful Pastor Holly Howard. Hi, welcome. We're glad to be back for another round. Oh yeah, we're both wearing our fall colors oh today. Oh we met. We didn't even, we didn't oh even plan goodness. this. So, um, I, I just know, I didn't even notice. <laughs> you know, you were like focused. I was. <laughs> We had to get this set up and get this rolling. Exactly. Well, we're really excited to record this. I know everyone's been enjoying from the feedback that we've had about discovering um, different ways of studying the Bible so mm-hmm. far. I'm excited to see what we're learning today. I know personally so far the picture it method has been my favorite. Um, so if you haven't listened to the rest of the series on um, the 40 Days in the Word workbook oh, yeah. Let's by Rick Warren. So you can see we're still yep. doing this right here. Yeah, yeah. 40 Days in the Word by Rick Warren. Check it out. It's been amazing. So many different ways of studying the Bible. So let's get into it today. What are we learning today, Holly? So we're still going to do yet another one of the picture it um, methods. I believe that was my favorite week out of the Bible study. Yeah. And so we are going to look at Mark 3 verses 1 through 6. And it's the story where Jesus heals a man with a shriveled hand. It's that account. So Mark 3, 1 through 6. I'm going to read the scripture to you. It says, he entered a synagogue again and a man was there whose hand was withered, and they were watching him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, get up and come forward. And he, that's Jesus, said to them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do harm, to save a life or to kill? But they kept silent. After looking around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately began conspiracing with the Herodians against him as to how they might put him to death. <clears throat> so we have this, this account. And um, with the picture it method, you try to picture yourself, just for a brief recap, on putting myself in each of the, of the characters listed, each of the people that are in the story, put yourself in their their situation and right. picture yourself as those people. So let's start first. We're going to picture ourselves as Jesus. So mm-hmm. Jesus in this situation. Sarah, tell me, okay, out of this story, Jesus goes into the, in, in the synagogue and there's a, Pharisees are standing around and, you know, if you're Jesus, you know what they're already thinking, oh, right? Yeah. He knows. <laughs> and they're watching closely to see if what Jesus is going to do because it's the Sabbath. They're trying to trap Jesus and find Jesus into committing a sin, doing something wrong. And um, so Jesus sees a man with a withered hand and he heals the man with the withered hand. And uh, the Bible says after looking around at them with, you know, at anger, Jesus is angry at them and he's grieved at their hardness of heart. So picture yourself as Jesus. How would, how would you feel if you were Jesus? That's kind of hard to do. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yes. I'm really hard Perfect to think about in every way. <laughs> okay. So maybe the picture of method doesn't work very well with Jesus. <gasps> but what would well, you think? Well, to start off with. Already, if I'm Jesus, I'm seeing someone broken. I'm having compassion towards him, and the love for him outweighs what the Pharisees are feeling towards me. And I know that. But, you know, so I go in looking to and seeing this person I love that can receive healing and fullness, having compassion towards him and wanting to heal him. Then, on the other hand, he's 
it's good to know Jesus felt angry because, you know, sometimes you feel angry. <laughs> but, um, but the anger he felt was towards the wrong of the Pharisees. So it was a righteous anger yeah. of not, so that, you know, there's a difference there, obviously. It was obviously. an anger in which he didn't sin. Exactly. That's right. So that's, that's good to know that you can do that. The says, be angry, <laughs> but sin not. So it's not the feeling of anger that is wrong, right? right? Exactly. It's what we do, our actions in the anger that yeah. is wrong. So that's already a good, you know, realization for me there. But um, so I'm, I would be... I'm looking at this person I love. The Pharisees are obviously judging me, waiting for me to do something. But the feeling of love and compassion far outweighs what they can say to me or do to me. Um, and so I, you know, not in spite of them, but for the love of this person, I heal them. And so um, that's even though I know that they're going to say bad things about me and do harm toward me, the love I have for this person far Wait, outweighs all of that. The so, consequences yeah. of, of what their actions are going to be. Yeah, and That's so you you just feel you just feel Jesus's love despite what people might say about you or do to you in this in this passage, which again just makes me just so grateful that he's willing to do anything for you know he was willing to do anything for just one person, yeah. even if that meant immediate you know consequences for him yeah so when i try to picture myself as jesus inserted in this historical account it's not just a story this right. really happened this is history um i get angry at the legalistic crowd i can picture mm. myself being angry at the pharisees over their legalism and caring more about their traditions and man-made rules and regulations over the the actual condition or the hurt and the pain of another human being. Mm. And so I can see why Jesus was so angry at the Pharisees um, because they cared more about their law, quote unquote, and their traditions and what they did in church than they did about the poor soul who needed a miracle that came to their church. And so I can relate more to Jesus being angry at them for getting so caught up in the traditions of men that they overlook the need of a person, someone hurting, someone who needs deliverance or healing, yeah. and they didn't care about the man with the withered hand. How do you, how do you elevate your, your tradition, how you do church or whatever, above the need of a human being and so I, I can relate to Jesus being angry so oh, yeah. that's that's what I see so let's picture ourselves as the man with the shriveled shriveled hand now you're him and mm -hmm. you know what do you think as the man with the shriveled hand you picture yourself in his story you know you're looking at he's here he's in a church service he's in the synagogue mm -hmm. <clears throat> You feel the tension when Jesus walks in the room uh -huh. between the Pharisees and Jesus. So you ever been in a room and you could cut the tension with a knife? I oh, picture yeah. that it had to, it had to be oh, like yeah. that. You ever been in a church service where you knew there was something like what? Just, or you walk into somebody's house, you've been invited over for dinner or whatever, That's and you That's walk in to the home and you're like, okay, this couple just had a knockdown drag, you know, total like knockdown fight. Like right, they are there is like ooh, this feels awkward. Okay, yep. so maybe you're, I don't know, I'm just, picture it, what's it like? You know, there's tension in the room. 
This man, we don't know how long he's had a shriveled hand, but he's got a, he's got a, a handicap. He's got a condition that, that robs him of a, of a good life. And, yeah. and um, so Jesus is like, okay, there's all this tension in the room. And he tells this man in the midst of all this tension, get over here. Mm-hmm. Get up and come to me. Okay, and so would you do it? Um, and then, you know, knowing that this tension is in the room, he tells the man, get up. He tells the man, stretch out your hand, and he does it. And then he heals him right there in front of everybody. So if you're the man with the withered hand, you're, you're in that situation. Picture yourself. What does it feel like? Well, I'm already self-conscious. <clears throat> okay. I'm already feeling ashamed of my being there because I'm Ooh, different. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I've not thought of that. See I'm, how fun this is, dude? so that. much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're already feeling ashamed and because probably he, if you read the Bible, you know, they're probably saying there's some secret sin or, you know, he did something or, you know, because his deformity is, you know, not, you know, normal. So he's already feeling pretty out of place and ashamed of who being there because you know people are talking about him like oh my god look at that guy um and then here comes jesus and jesus calls him out and he's like no <laughs> you know he's already ah, i just wanted to be here i just wanted to experience this and i don't want to be called out i don't want to be you know in the center of dare attention. you tell me to raise my hand if i want to be saved in church yeah. are you kidding me you know don't, don't call me out i just want to be back here how dare you tell me to come up to the altar and you know and but i can't help but think how he felt after he was healed you know the final the final step of showing everyone like see it wasn't something i did or you know this and who is this man that just completely healed me of all of the hardship that i've experienced so you know he went from feeling ashamed to embarrassed to healed wow and so um, that's, that's how I would feel of that man um, if I was him. Isn't that something how you look at a lens through the perspective of how you can relate to things mm-hmm. when you insert yourself into the story? And I love that. I, I'm, I've never thought of the fact that he would be ashamed because of the condition of his hand. Yeah. He would be ashamed or embarrassed to be uh, called out. And so I pictured it as, gosh, I'm asking myself, what would it feel like to be helpless? Have I ever been incapacitated in an area in my life? And the other thing I thought about is, would I be obedient if Jesus tells me to act on something? Because um, Mm. this guy had to get up in front of a bunch of disapproving, hard-hearted, their parts were totally hardened, in front of people so and how do i um get up in front of a bunch of disapproving and hardened people would i come to jesus even with if it was not popular yeah you know so that's what i picture uh if i'm in the man with the shriveled hand and i've got a condition something in my life that's incapacitating me. I've got a great need in my life and can I get desperate enough to not care what people around me think and still in front of an angry mob, disapproving mob of people, go against the grain of culture Mm -hmm. and still come to Jesus and be willing to do whatever it takes to get my helpless situation um, healed. Well, yeah, and that's, and I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time coming to the church building or coming to church because they're like, um, I don't know, like I've done all this, I've been told this my whole life, how can Jesus ever make anything better? Yeah, and so 
you know, you got somebody who we know we read these stories and we don't ever picture ourselves like what's it like and then, oh, it's so irrelevant. Actually, the, no, it's not irrelevant no. at all because I can put myself in every one of these character situations. So let's look at, be a Pharisee now. Now let's take our turn. We never want to say that we're the legalistic Pharisee. Nobody ever wants to do that. We never want to be that guy. Right. Oh, yeah. But let's try to picture ourselves as that guy. All right, you're the Pharisee. You'd be that guy. You'd be that guy. Can you picture yourself hmm. as the Pharisee? So I'm looking at Jesus. Well, one, I'm looking at this guy with, uh, you know, a withered hand, and I'm like, he's done something wrong. There's some secret sin that's been passed by, or he's done something. We need to stay away from him. That's too much. You need to be in here cleansed Ooh. and looking good. Don't talk to me. I'm going to stay over here. It's the Sabbath, so I'm keeping all of my Sabbath rules and doing the best I can. Um, and then here comes Jesus, and I'm like, oh, this guy. And, you know, I'm immediately already judging him. I'm already ready to, like, go after him because of my preconceived ideas and laws that I've followed my whole life that I've been told are right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so immediately I'm casting judgment on someone because of something I've grown up with. Something that I've studied hours and hours and hours on, um, you know, because they, they would be able to recite it left and oh, right. Oh, yeah. I no, mean, they, yeah. it's all they did. It consumed their whole life with studying the law back then. And here comes Jesus ready to overthrow everything. Yeah, you, you hit a good point there. One of the things we don't know about the Bible, and this is a little nugget, to be a Pharisee, you had to memorize the Torah. Yeah. I'm, like Memorize. I don't have the Torah the first five books of the Bible memorized. Yeah, and that's five books. They, all they did. Books. I'm not talking about one or two verses. I mean, yeah. the, the things that it was required, and you're raised from infancy and trained as a Pharisee mm -hmm. and ingrained in a culture. And so um, I love what Rick Warren says in this Bible study. Knowledge is actually of the Bible can actually be detrimental if you don't apply its principles. Yeah. You go in and start digging in the Bible and trying to learn it, but then you don't do what it says. It actually can be excessively harmful because you become like a Pharisee. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly it. You know, I've, I put myself in this in this position of, well, the Bible says this, don't do that. Or, you know, like the Bible and, you know, this book on the scripture said that. And I don't, you know, apply the love. And I didn't apply the knowledge of who God is to Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm sitting back here ready to post on Twitter about this guy. Like, I'm <laughs> ready. I'm about to press send and hit the, the character limit on Jesus. So, um, you know, just even thinking of that, you know, makes me, I already feel like just hardened thinking about being a Pharisee. But at the same time, I'm like, how many times have I done that to someone? Probably more than we care to admit. You really? know, I'm like, oh, wait, I, I totally thought about that, about someone in the church before. You're like, well, oh. if you didn't do that, or you, you know what I mean? And so, um, kind of makes you feel, kind of makes you feel icky. Kind of makes you feel like a bag of dirt. Yeah. So you talk, <laughs> I'm done. We're going to be talking I, about my, uh. I think the same thing, I, you know, when I picture the Pharisee, the same way that you do. And, um, you know, are you disturbed when Jesus breaks religious rules or does something out of the ordinary? Ooh. Think about that. Um, have I ever in my life 
been more concerned about the rules and how I do church or the rules of my religious thinking um, and been more concerned about that than I was about a person. Have I actually put rules above a person? Can I be in a setting where I am not seeing the people? Ooh. I'm not seeing the need of that person. So have you ever heard this, that <clears throat> uh, hurting people hurt others? Oh, yeah. How many times have we been in a situation where someone is, was so difficult to deal with? I don't know. Maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a neighbor. I, I mean, maybe, right. maybe it's, you know, a relative. And they are just so anal. And have I ever become a Pharisee and taken up my right to be angry over truly seeing why are they so angry that's tough why are they so bitter what's caused the shriveled hand in their life Ooh. what's caused them to get to a place and can i not be a pharisee and lower my pride lower what i think i have a right to my traditions or my preferences because in, in reality it was all about their culture, their way of life, their right. preference. It's actually a very selfish stance. And, and, and can I lower all that and forget about that? And can I really see the heart of what, what's causing this person? Why did he have a withered hand? Yeah. How does it feel to be hurt? Can mm. I actually have empathy for someone else in their condition, even if what they're doing is hurting me or going against the grain of what I think they should act or how I think they should be? So uh, in reality, I think every one of us actually have been the Pharisee and we're the Pharisee more, th more than we are Jesus. And, yeah. um, you know, I think we can all relate to the man with the shriveled hand because everybody's been hurt or we've all had a situation in our life that we felt helpless to to do anything about helpless to to control right. but so then we move on to okay so how do i apply this and my thing was can i can i go against the the culture around me yeah am i willing to take the scrutiny of the crowd can i take the heat and go against the grain in order to be get in order to get free from the things that have me helpless. Yeah. You know, think about that. The culture around us is not friendly towards being uh, a believer and in, in following Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Our culture is actually very hostile towards that. So can I go against the grain? Can I stand up in a crowd? Can I do what Jesus told me to do? Can I act? If Jesus tells me to do something, will I do it? Am, yeah. am, am I going to be able to have the boldness to stand up for what I believe in? No. I mean, think about these things and how you can apply just being the man with the shriveled hand. Am I going to lower my selfishness, lower my, my right? I have a right to be offended. Am I going to let go of some of these things and truly see right. a person for what's really what they what they really are can i really listen and hear their side oh boy that hurts right now oh <laughs> can i can i do that yeah am i going to stop being a pharisee can i be jesus and just love people truly love people and lay down my life for a friend 
I mean, it's funny how every story can almost just come down to one of selfishness. And will I act and will I be obedient to Jesus if he tells me, right. stretch out your hand. If he tells me, I don't care if everything in the world around you, if everybody's doing that, I said, come to me. Mm-hmm. I want you to stand out in the crowd. Ooh. Yeah. Can I stand out? Can I go against the grain of culture? Will I come to Jesus? If he said, stretch out your hand, if he tells you to do something, will you do it? Will you be obedient to it? That's tough. That, in a nutshell, is the picture it method for Mark 3, 1 through 6. Well, now I'm going to go. <laughs> now I'm going to have things to think about when I go home. I mean, that's so true, especially in a culture where you see everyone's opinion online and you're like, I have to go to church with that guy. <laughs> you know, and, and, and even if they're not in church, especially those in church, can I look at this person and truly love them, even if they're going against things that I believe are right? Or, you know, and so, and vice versa. And so that is so good and such a, a timely thing to think about. Can I stand against the crowd and love my neighbor? Yeah, my prayer is, Lord, give me the, this man's boldness. Yeah. I think, if anything, I come back mostly to the man with the shriveled hand for me. Yeah. And my, what I felt the Lord really speaking to me the most, and I wrote this in my prayer, Lord, give me this man's boldness to stand up for what I believe in unashamedly. That's so good. I don't want to be ashamed of Jesus. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this man went around telling everybody what happened. Oh, yeah, I would. Who are you sharing your story of freedom with? Mm. Are you ashamed to share Jesus with other people? I hope we aren't. we got to get past this. Just because we live in a world hostile yeah. towards Jesus Christ, does it mean we should shut our mouth? No. We should proclaim his goodness all the more loudly. So my prayer was, Lord, give me the boldness to be like this man and to come forth, come to Jesus, to stand up in the middle of hostility mm-hmm. and do what is what what you're calling me, what you're yeah. telling me to do. So good. Well, thank you, Holly. That has been a really awesome, awesome time together today. Uh, so that that's another example of the picture method. Take that when you're studying um, your word this week. If you want to pick up this work, um, this study workbook we'll link it in the description yes. below like we have been um, and there's also the U version which we'll link as well if yes. you just want to kind of test it out yes. but check out the other ones in this series share this with a friend our prayer is that um, this really helped you this week and that you can share it with someone and share Jesus with someone this week yes yeah who can you share your story with this week? yeah because don't you, be ashamed yeah because if you pray God will open a door yes, and will. you will know when that time is there yes he will so uh, thank you for listening and we will see you real soon bye bye bye